Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hello and welcome back to, I guess we can call this a special edition, a 62-point edition of the uh, Warriors All-82 podcast. Tim, you know, it's first night of a back-to-back, Sunday night, pandemic. Um, I didn't really think we were going to podcast tonight, but I guess we kind of have to. You know what, if you'd scored 59, maybe not 57, a little bit, 54, no way, but... Curry goes for 62, uh, and it kind of brightens the mood of the entire Warriors franchise. I, I think we do. I think you summon me out of the darkness, out of the 49er Raiders darkness uh, to, to do a podcast when that happens. 62 does. Yeah, the he you are referring to is Steph Curry, um, who we can get into kind of some of the noise that led up to this game around Steph Curry. Some of it I think is overblown, and I think this is a – Worldwide, not even sports issue that sometimes we uh, think too much about a, the loud subsection of Twitter talking is like representative yes. of the entire yes. world's thoughts on things. Um, but you know, look, yes, the 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 there was Twitter fire about Steph Curry in the first five games, and and what does this mean? Does this mean he can't carry a team? Blah blah blah. blah. What you know? Choose your human that we're talking about, Channing Fry. Some random user on Twitter. Uh, Lillard even had a quote, which I don't even think was really that absurd of a quote. But, you know, they're playing Lillard, so that I'm sure fired him up up a bit more. Um, but regardless, Steph Curry is clearly one of these internet users. Uh, as we've always known, he does follow, even though he doesn't maybe outwardly show it like a Kevin Durant does, he follows this kind of stuff. And he was fired up because of it really coming into this game. Yeah, I mean, they just fold it into the larger picture. Let's just take it in, in perspective. The Warriors weren't playing well. That, that's what this yeah. was about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Curry had been a little off. And he'd been a little passive, mostly early in games. Uh, and, you know, setting up Kelly Oubre and, and Andrew Wiggins. And that wasn't working. So I think it's, you know, you, you take take what's constructive about it is the Warriors weren't playing well. They clearly weren't looking like the Warriors that we've seen for years. And well, actually, we're looking a lot like the Warriors that we saw last season <laughs> that, went, that went 15 and 50. So I just think that, you know, maybe you take the, you know, Channing Fry saying he's, you know, this is affecting his legacy if he doesn't get into the playoffs. I made fun of that. It, it just, I, I think it's just a joke. Everything has to be the, you know, the judgment comes now. Now he dribbled with his left hand. Now his legacy is better. Oh, he dribbled with his right hand. His legacy is worse. You know, it's just, it's stupid. It's the legacy is over years. Seasons determine that, not games. But they were looking bad. And, you know, in the moment you go, oh, my God, if they're another terrible season, that's going to be bad for everybody. What did Steph Curry have to do to make the Warriors play better? It was attack. Attack a bad defense. Now, let's 
make that clear. You know, this is a bad defense. Bad defense oh, that no. made him look bad two nights earlier. Though. Exactly. Like he didn't do this against. It's a perfect context. He did not do this against the same. You know, Ennis Canner was on the. Ennis Canner and Carmelo yeah. Anthony anchoring a second yeah. unit is not exactly. a terrific defense. Team. <laughs> yeah, possibly not so great. That was all there for him. He was, you know, doing stuff to get Galatarian, Steve Kerr offense, move it to the open guy. And those guys weren't making anything. And I think the criticism plus the Warriors' funky play plus Wiggins not having a great opening to the season and Oubre having one of the all-time worst offensive starts ever. What a swoon. This is a legendary offensive swoon. It's a whole time. I mean, I compared Tom Gugliotto when he was traded for Chris Webber, and he just hated every moment of it. And that's the last one I can think of this was a good player. But anyway... I think Curry just said, I'm not going to get these guys. And it's up to them to get them. So I'm going to the rim. If they're jumping at me, I'm not going to make the pass to the, to the wing. I'm going to go to the rim. And he was finishing. Like, he hadn't been finishing great. We talked about this. Like, he hadn't been finishing great in early. He was finishing fantastically tonight. Left-handed, right-handed. Spinning the under the rim. He had yeah. one that was really nice. <laughs> exactly. Again, and you can do that. If Merkic is, you know, nailed to the floor and Ennis Kanner isn't eight feet away from him a couple times, he wasn't like, he wasn't coming out on Steph Curry. Uh, but that's it. It was there for him Friday and he didn't do it. And he did it tonight. And I think some of it was a criticism. I think some of it was just, I got to get going myself. Some of it might have been his teammates, Draymond. You know, I think Draymond was probably saying, go, 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 go get him. Go downhill and go get, at least you can get fouled. Uh, and don't wait for Oubre to make that shot. Like, you know, we, we, we've all seen it. Like, Curry was making the right pass on Friday to a wide-open Kelly Oubre, and it was clank. And I don't know that, that Curry can do it like this more than, what would you say, 20 games a year he can do this? Well, I mean, let's get let's get into that a little bit because, you know, I, again, I'm not – taking part in this whole legacy discussion, obviously a Hall of Famer, whatever. I mean, like the years that he's already put in are the years he's already put in. But I think if they don't, you know, and, and, and the thought after the first five games was, man, this doesn't look like a playoff team. And my thought is if this, if, if they can't be a playoff team with Steph Curry still at 32, with Steve Kerr, who we still think is, you know, a top 10 coach and, you know, flawed pieces, but still okay enough pieces around including Draymond Green who we will definitely get into a little bit later um then that is like that's kind of a bad look for Steph Curry this current version of Steph Curry not 27 year old Steph Curry but um you shouldn't be lower than the eighth seed with that you know particularly when you look across the landscape of the west and the flawed rosters that that exist beyond that And and the way we're talking about Dallas like well Dallas is definitely a playoff team because Luka Doncic is there well you know do we think Luka Doncic is, de- you know, the Luka Doncic who's struggling right now, by the way, is definitely better than Steph Curry? No, but part of that was Steph Curry can't be the passive version that we saw in the first five games. Some of that is definitely on Steve Kerr, who has admitted that he took the wrong approach to, you know, an overcomplicated offense early on and the off-ball stuff that he was trying to basically, you know, square in a, a square thing and a round or a peg and a round hole type thing. Um, but 
Some of that was also Steph Curry allowing that, floating off the ball when he wasn't going to get it, being kind of passive in some of these games. Uh, what he did was come out tonight, and he was hunting shots. And I'm not even sure this was really a Steve Kerr adjustment, right? This was a Steph Curry mental adjustment tonight. And I agree with you in the sense of he's not going to come out and shoot 30 times and get to the line 19 times in a game and score 60 points. His body cannot handle that, but he's got to hunt shots more regularly than he had been. He just has to on this team. No question. And you've know, got Draymond's free in the form, so that helps. And, you know, I think Wiseman helps. I'm going to say that. I think Wiseman helps. Yeah. The defense does move with him. And he caught some lobs. We talk, and we did talk about that that he had. And he got some lobs. And it, it just changes things. Kevon Looney, you know, hey, Steph was scoring with anybody uh, tonight. But if it's Looney more minutes than Wiseman, it's going to be a little tougher. Uh, and you know the closing. It won't of, be though. You're, I mean, yeah. as you, it, <laughs> it it's I mean, not gonna be unless it's yeah, foul if trouble. Wiseman fouls like this tonight. Yeah, but uh, you know, Wiseman Curry is a nice offensive duo. It just like you just see the possibilities there. And it was all Curry tonight, but they need a guy like that in there if you're gonna have Draymond, Oubre, and Wiggins. It just are because. They're not reliable score. Clearly, not reliable scores. Wiggins can score and did it in a nice second unit kind of thing tonight, but he's just not a guy. Who scores hit a three now. tonight? All right, and he uh, hit a three. Absolutely, like every once out of every fifty, he's going to make one of those. But uh, it just, yeah. I, I, at some point, I think King Three is not just gonna, not going to guard Oubre. Like you know, we've seen it with with Draymond. I think they're not going to guard Oubre. You have two of those guys on the floor. That's going to get a little scary for the Warriors, but we'll see. Again, you know, defenses didn't do that much more in the playoffs, you know, Nick Nurse, than they do it in the regular season. It's just hard to just change how you play defense. Uh, but they might see it. If, if Steph gets hot, you're going to see that. Uh, and, and, you know, it's going to be up to him again to figure out how he scores in those crevices that he's going to get because he's not going to get many of them. But he was great. I mean, it just was an epic night. Just it was Steph being Steph for the first time since i guess a playoff game in 2019 and i'm i guess when portland yeah i mean he was pretty good in in several he kills Portland. you know he kills portland and we're about to get to somebody else who kills portland uh and we can't even go there now if you want just because this is going to be a short podcast um draymond green scored one point and was probably the second best player on the floor tonight he was certainly the second best warriors player um and really uh you know coming out of this Steph Curry is the story he will get the headlines including our headlines um but I would say the most important thing that happened to this year's Warriors team tonight is Draymond Green showed he's still physically we know he's mentally capable but that he's still physically capable of being defensive player of the year Draymond Green he was a defensive player of the year type player tonight I don't know if he can do that as much as they need him to but he has it the fastball is still there apparently and against a good offensive team, like you know, we're we're saying, hey, Steph was incredible to too against a bad defensive team. That that's a good offensive team. You know, they got skilled players at a lot of positions, and Draymond, as he does with Portland, certainly did in the 2019 Western Conference Finals. Just like said, hey, you're not gonna score. I'm not letting you score. Whoever you are, you're not scoring if you're near me. And that was, you know, it was. Draymond is the best. You've written about it. Like, can he be a defensive player? They need him to be that level. He was that level tonight. There are a couple of plays there where it was like just vintage Draymond Green, like 2016 Draymond defense. You know, jumping out on the perimeter, forcing the pass, jumping down, swatting the ball loose, and you know, on the post, and the ball goes down, and, and, and they're off and running. 
he, he's not going to be the shooter that you know the 2016 Draymond shooter ever. No. Probably, but no, he's by the way, he has one point this season. He has not made a shot yet. <laughs> wow, and he hasn't come real close. He airballed that one but, three, but yes, but was, but what you're saying is right. You know, They've given up on that. He's not going to average yes. 14 a game and hit 38% of his threes. He's probably going to average six points a game and hit 25% of his threes this year, something like that. But if he's that, what we saw tonight, that they will take that 100 times. Over. They will feel happy paying him four years, $100 million, if he can at least semi-regularly be that. Because yeah, I mean, that changes yeah. the whole equation. Uh, uh, uh. It changes the whole equation. It changes the way Steph plays. It changes the way everyone else plays. Uh, you know the accountability's there, and when he's playing like that, you know it's a little different when he's barking at people and he's not playing yep, well. I agree. And then when he's playing really well, everybody has got to listen to him. Everybody's got to move. When Wiseman is affected by it clearly, uh, and you know there's the the, the 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 right pass is made more often when he's barking. And, and these are just things that they need. Well, and it's things they need long term when he can do that and say, "Hey, James, this is what you need to be doing two yep. years from now." Yep. Right when I'm doing, but but guess what? When you're doing that, you're also seven foot one and exactly. like you know, <laughs> Draymond six six and knocking around Nurkic. So uh, all he that took Nurkic nothing. out of the game. They oh, practically nothing. closed with Canner because he wiped away the Nurkic role game. Yep, I don't know. Nurkic looked bad. <laughs> Part of that was Draymond, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it was. Like, it was. He just looked uninterested in mixing it up, you know, in, in when things were a little uphill for them. But you know, we've seen this with Portland. Portland, I mean, a Lillard is an incredible player. He doesn't beat the Warriors, you know. Still, and and McCollum played great on Friday, and then he gets hot, you know, today. And McCollum wasn't that great. And you know, they're never going to be there defensively. So it's the same old Portland thing. But they're good. They're a good team. They beat the hell out of the Warriors on Friday doesn't mean the Warriors beating them tonight doesn't mean that they won't lose to Portland next time but it just showed you they can play with these teams they can be a mid-tier Portland, West team if they're this exactly Portland's your classic four you know three four seed in the West you know five maybe now but that's where the Warriors got to be they got to be competitive with those teams in the first five games they did not look like they can get there again it was early and it was no it was no drama on it was a lot of these things were being shaken out and fans were getting ornery but like hey hey you're right you don't want to look bad there's clearly were signs of trouble there but Steph Curry playing better and Draymond back and James Wiseman being James Wiseman those are important things. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with Oubre. I just don't know. I think you but, just play him through it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, he broke yeah. out a little bit. He's Again, like we've talked about, he's, he's proven, yes, he's deep in his head right now. But, you know, eventually this, this is will stay Like, this is an all-time bad start. He's like, doing – you know, I looked up the stat today. You're, you're correct. I'm 100% obviously. And I don't know if it's getting better anytime soon just because of the way he's acting while it's going on. But defensively, now he now has, I think, ten steals and six blocks. He's one of only five players in the league. Which you know, the other it's Marcus Smart, Kawhi Leonard, him, and like Andre Drummond. Um, he's doing stuff defensively with his length. Like he's, you got to keep playing him. Uh, and you know, he, he gets deflections, he gets rebounds. Yeah, absolutely. But you got it. But you have to play him, Steph. Right? You you can't play him without a gravitational force like yeah. that. Because if you put him out there with a normal player, a bunch of players. <laughs> He's a, he was a 61 defensive rating, offensive rating, uh, <laughs> Slater. 61 I know. I mean, well, I mean, well I mean, this is, is unbelievable. I that mean, unbelievable. the guy shot 35% from three <laughs> on 
like seven attempts per game last year. Yeah. Like it was yeah. pretty high volume. So I mean, you gotta believe. Like you can't do that over the course of an NBA season and then shoot four percent over the. You I'm know thinking, what I mean? How much of the season can you give away to that? Though that is the question. Yeah. Although yes, I do. The defense is strong and the the hard headedness. The you know the heavy defense is what he is. He's like. He is pushing the ball. He is knocking people around. He's grabbing the like. Those are big deals. I'll tell you what. Bazemore played good today. Like yeah. you're seeing Kerr juggle the minutes. No Jordan Poole. Very little. I would say run. if if they're serious about winning games, bye bye Jordan Poole in the rotation right yes. now. Uh, yes. And Bazemore's there. And Molder. And if you do go to somebody that's not Bazemore, it's more Molder. And um, Damian Lee. And Damian Lee is oh, like yeah. in the road. Solid. Yeah. Solid. I, I would agree. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Wanamaker's own, like kind of being nudged a little bit, but they'll yep. keep him in over pool, I'd say. No, no question. He gets those uh, those non Curry minutes, and that's it. Uh, he doesn't get the extended time. He can't, you know, talk to him. He can't make a shot either. Like, yeah. They got, they got Ubre and Wanamaker cannot make a shot right now. But if Steph goes for 62 or any version of that, and they get, you know, uh, you know, just get those second unit Wiggins numbers, Pascal was fine. Pascal is like, a don't, small don't, ball. Pascal is yeah, a small ball like, center. Hey, yeah. You're like, hey, Pascal had a really big offensive game. Guess how many points he had? He he only had 10. But w- yeah. one thing I would say is he's only played 34 minutes the last two games because they have him in a smaller role off the bench. Yep. 34 combined minutes. Uh, 10 of 13 shooting 23 points both against yep. Portland both against yep. Ennis Canner who's the, the you know the cement footed backup center but that's the new role that they want him in which is you're gonna play backup bigs and you're gonna attack them uh and then when the backup bigs are gone you're gone because you're only playing yeah you know however many minutes what's interesting is remember that second unit always used to be defense 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 clearly because Curry's not in it but now it's like Pascal is a small ball center. He's going to get hurt defensively against good defense. You know, yeah, Canner killed him on the boards. Yeah, thing. and you know they've got Wiggins and Damian Lee. <laughs> it's a little more offensive. But clearly, it's not their best offensive unit because it doesn't have Curry in it. But you can just like they've got to lean a little bit to offense just because you need something. You know, like you just got to get some kind of points out of that group, and they're not. You know, if Uber is going to play mostly with Draymond and Curry, you're not going to play either one of those guys much with a second unit. So there's your best defensive guys. So you're you're going a little more offensive, but better that than Jordan Poole, who gives you nothing, right? Or you know, there's some other guys that you know you're not sure what you're going to get from. And those this group, Damian Lee, Andrew Wiggins, Eric Pascal, Wanamaker, whatever, uh, and maybe it's Baysmore in there, maybe it's someone else, but. That is, I can. I, that's a cohesive second unit that just holds the line, and then Steph comes back in with Draymond, and then they try to blow up people. And then Wiseman could be in there too. I think you know Wiseman could be kind of a bridge uh, because that guy's going to score. They're they're score slow playing him, but yeah, I mean, if we're talking February, we're, you know, he's not going to be that tomorrow against the Kings, um, but he'll get there. Um, Tim, that's. We should probably wrap it there. Quick one. It's a back to back coming up. I would say our next, po- you know, our next podcast is probably going to be yeah Tuesday. The uh, Warriors plus minus longer version. I'm assume we'll probably drop it Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. So uh, appreciate you coming on for I get you know, a historic night. You know there no, was no. Got, did you just got to go for sixty three next time to, yeah. to pull me out of this? Like sixty three now. Did you see that stat that there was no forty point games in Chase Center that, before? That shocks you know? me. Again, it just tells you how little what we really focused on the games that, that we didn't. 
no nobody knew that. I figured somebody came in there just blew the doors off the Warriors and got. 40, yeah, I was gonna right? say I mean, we knew no Warriors going yeah. forty, but, but yeah, either Lillard or Anthony Davis or you know somebody you figure would go for forty. You no, know, that's amazing. I just like yeah, Steph got thirty-seven. Like oh, there's the high chasing her. What? So <laughs> Steph gets the first forty-pointer, the first fifty-pointer, and the first sixty-pointer at Chase yep. Center. Let's we'll um, see if he gets first. Do you see that also that he's the second oldest person to get a 60, yeah. 60 point game? That is that's pretty amazing. Well, well how about this then? He hadn't got 60 before. You know, like yeah. that's kind of yep. surprising itself. Yep. So, all right, yeah, Tim, appreciate you coming on and check out uh, our next podcast will be a longer Warriors plus minus one. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.